human side of rugby players in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We're not robots, says Wales and Lions back Josh Adams. We'll also hear from a couple more other clubs in the Indigo Premiership in a bit. But first, some of the interesting human stories behind one of the big stories of this and many other weeks. After being caught out by changing quarantine regulations while in South Africa, the Scarlets and Cardiff players have been quarantined. The Scarlets have been forced to concede their Champions Cup game in Bristol. The Cardiff are set to entertain European champions to lose at the Arms Park on Saturday, in what will be quite an occasion. They left some of their Wales stars behind on the trip to South Africa, and those players will now provide the foundations against Toulouse. We're hearing the whole interview with Wales and Lions back Josh Adams, who admitted it's not an ideal situation. Absolutely, you know, ideally we'd have had everyone back on home soil and prepping for Saturday, and that's not the case. It's been, well, I don't think there's ever been a scenario like this, is there, where boys have been stuck in other countries, unable to get home, to, you know, the country turns to red, less quarantine. It's a mad scenario, really, and it's a long process as well. You know, these boys have been away what feels like a while already, and, um, you know, they've got a few more days left in quarantine in uh, in London as well. So it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Yourself and others are here. You've been living it from a different perspective on the phone with the boys, WhatsApping. So, you know, you felt their pain over here. Oh, we certainly have, yeah. There was a select group of us who had some time to, you know, relax and recover after the autumn series. And you think, oh, what happens if I had gone? I'd been in their shoes, in their scenario. And you think about then, obviously, your family and stuff at home as well, and the little one. And you're like, I've already been in a bubble for five weeks and going back out there and now being stuck for potentially, well, what has been another two weeks already with a few more days to go. So it is tough on them, boys. And we try and be as lighthearted as we can in, in the group. We try and have a chuckle about things and try and make uh, light of the situation. But you certainly feel for them, boys, 100%. You now have to focus on, on Toulouse in surreal circumstances. What is the feeling amongst uh, yourselves that are here that you have to face the European champions in this situation? Is it anger? Is it resentment? How do you feel? You know, like I said, just at the beginning, ideally we'd have had the full squad to select from and, and a clean bill of health, but uh, the scenario doesn't allow us to have, have that privilege at this point in time. And I think it's important that the lads who are behind, who haven't travelled to Africa, that, you know, we just bring a lot of excitement to this week as, as best as we can, encourage the, the, you know, the young academy boys that are training with us as well, and just really go out there and play with no fear. There's... No pressure on us. I'm sure everybody's expecting to lose to beat us. But, you know, within our little inner circle, we're quietly confident that we can cause them problems. You mentioned the academy boys and you have a a big responsibility in nurturing those young players through in what is, it's going to be an eye-opener, baptism of fire, an opportunity that they wouldn't have had. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh... Talk about being thrown in the deep end a little bit. But, you know, these scenarios come up. I know, speaking to these boys the past couple of days, they're excited as well. And I just don't want them to get down on themselves. You know, I said, if you make a mistake, just keep going, keep going at it. Be naive in a way and and not care who you're facing and and just go at it. And we'll try and give you the best platform to show your talents because 
there's plenty of talent out there and um as are the lads who haven't travelled, the international boys were you, you know, it's up to us really to give these boys a platform to go out and, and showcase their talent and, and leave the external stuff to us. And a chance, Josh, to galvanise everybody associated with Cardiff Rugby and the supporters who you hope, I'm sure, still come out. It was due to be a big crowd and I'm sure it will be. Well, I certainly hope so. You know, I think being in a scenario like this, you'd like to think that you know, the extra one or two might come just to support us, you know, see some new faces, see some of the academy talent as well. And as a club, to have their support on Saturday would mean the world to us as a team. You know, they really help us in some tough moments on Saturday because there will be some. But, you know, with them, I think hopefully we can have some good moments ourselves. The club said about the boys really struggling with their mental health, you know, some panic attacks. And for me, that was quite refreshing honesty from the club and players because we talk about men and mental health no one should put themselves in anyone's shoes as well absolutely and especially when it comes to mental health yes don't get me wrong we are in a very privileged position to do what we do we're very lucky but I don't mean we're robots and none of us struggle with our own issues everyone has their own problems just because we're professional rugby players doesn't mean we can't struggle with stuff like that so you players are in bubbles all the time. You have been for the last two years to almost kind of put on entertainment for us at home. And that's been important for you to do that. But that does come with sacrifice for you boys as well. Yeah, it does. Our main goal is to play every, you know, on the Saturday and, and we do everything we possibly can throughout the weeks, throughout the months, throughout the years to make sure that whenever there's a fixture, it can be fulfilled. And within that, especially during these times, Look, you know, some restrictions have eased now and lads can maybe go out and do a bit more things. But yeah, there's no beating around the bush. In these bubbles, it's difficult. It does get difficult. You know, you were sort of disconnected from the outside world. And this is how we communicate to the outside world, if you like, through a screen for five, six, seven, eight weeks, no matter, you know, whatever the period of time you're in there. So, you know, boys who are joining these bubbles in certain campaigns, they're making loads of sacrifices. And when you've got little children as well, you know, myself being a dad now, it, it makes it extra, extra hard. And you do think twice about entering these bubbles because you know the time you're giving up with your family, especially when players have children that are young. And you know, if any of you have children, they change every day and, you know, they grow so quickly. And, you know, if your missus texts you saying, oh, I know she's laughed today or she's rolled over today or she said the first word and you're not there, that hurts. It really does. It hurts more than anything. So, you know, to give up that special time with your family, to be able to put on, like you said, a spectacle or, you know, entertainment for everybody else on a Saturday, is, it is tough at times. How hard has it been for you to speak to some of your teammates out there? Because like you said, it's been very difficult for them. It has certainly been difficult. Everything was changing so quickly. They didn't really know when they were going to come home. Um, at one stage, it, it, it was a bit unclear as well. So it was difficult. We were trying to keep things lighthearted as we could, as we do in, in the rugby environment, have a bit of banter about it. But we're always on the phone. You know, I've been FaceTiming a lot of the boys as well, speaking to them most days, just to have a chat, just to try and keep spirits high and really just to show them the outside because, you know, they're stuck in a room at the minute. So it is quite difficult for them. And we certainly feel for them. And as a club and all the lads back here, we're really looking forward to having them all back. How much is your fire burning in your stomach ready for, for Saturday as well? I'm excited. I'm excited to see other young lads as well. I'm sure, well, I actually have no doubt that 
there'll be a few players out there on Saturday who, like you think, oh my gosh, where's this boy come from? He's unbelievable. Um, and there's lots of talent. And as I just said, it's, it's up to us to really give them a platform to showcase that. We'll work our socks off for these boys. I've reiterated in the week that, you know, there's no pressure. Go out and showcase your talent as best as you can and enjoy the occasion because some of these boys will make their Cardiff debut, European debut, hopefully at a packed arms park and, you know, with all their family and friends here, it will be an unbelievable occasion for them. So regardless of whatever happens, we want to make it a special day for these boys. A week like this is so out of the ordinary. It's very difficult sometimes to really gauge how you're going to approach it. Our theme has been we're a group coming together, you know, some international, some academy lads, some club players here at Cardiff, and we're all coming together just to try and give a great account of the, for, of ourselves and to represent the club in the best way on Saturday. And there's not many times in a rugby in a rugby game where you'll have senior internationals right down the ladder all the way to your youngest academy kid potentially all on the field. So it's a strange scenario, but an exciting one as well. And trying to get as excited as we can, be brave, try different things, maybe, you know, maybe one or two things up the sleeve and uh, let's have a bit of fun with it as well, because the situation we're in is difficult. Don't get me wrong. It is. It really is. But at the same time, what an opportunity for some guys. And that's how we're trying to approach it. But when I think what you sacrificed in the summer for rugby, and obviously then going back into the bubble with Wales in terms of your family life, those precious moments, if you'd gone out there and you'd caught it, that could have been another six weeks. There's part of you think, oh my, oh my God, I've given so much already. What could it have been? Oh, well, I, I haven't really want to think about it, to be honest with you, because I honestly don't know how I would have been if I was out there because, you know, yeah, like you said, in the summer, I give up some time. Uh, the first two and a bit weeks, to be on the Lions tour, then to come back, you know, I did have a good period of time at home, but then to be gone again for another sort of two or three weeks would, would have been incredibly difficult after just being in, in the international bubble as well. So you add all up that time, you're looking at probably 10, 11 weeks worth of time away with the odd day or two at home as well. Yeah, look, I haven't really thought about it and in a way, I'm I'm really happy I'm home because if I'd had to be out there now and been away from the little one and, and my fiance for so long, it, it'd have been certainly difficult. And in, this is how I'm feeling being sat at home. So imagine how the boys who are out there now, how are they feeling, you know? And it's good to get a reminder of the human side for Wales's top rugby players. Ellis Jenkins is another key player for Cardiff, of course, and he also says it's a strange situation to be in. It's not ideal for anyone, particularly the uncertainty around it and the different sort of scenarios. Getting to the airport twice and being turned round or thinking you're going to fly home and, and getting turned round is not ideal for any of the boys. Unfortunately, it's part of life at the moment. And, uh, you know, the boys are aware of that and have obviously had the frustrations, but hopefully can now see the light at the end of the tunnel. You've um, faced your own adversity in the last couple of years and it can galvanise emotions, can't it? And are you hoping that is what will happen on Saturday? Yeah, I suppose, I suppose so. Like, look, we're very lucky, I suppose, that we're not, that we weren't part of the touring party. It's obviously, you feel sorry for, for the boys who are out there. We've also probably had a bit of a laugh with some of them. We're kicking a football around and uh, warming up and sending them videos and stuff and asking how they're doing or asking how their all day is in, in South Africa. Just trying to 
keep morale high uh, if we can. It goes down well with some boys, not so well, not so well with others. But yeah, look, we'll be we obviously got a few uh, few new faces in this week. I've been really impressed. Monday, Tuesday is obviously a lot of information for them to learn. We're just trying to make it about enjoying the occasion, really. It's obviously a huge occasion for some of them. Uh, well, for all of us, but some of them uh, in particular. And yeah, we're just trying to enjoy it as much as we can, really. How much of a responsibility do you feel as a group there at the moment to the guys who are sitting in a hotel room in South Africa and in uh, near London as well? Responsibility is probably not the word I would use, but it's, um, yeah, I suppose, look, we've got to go out and do a job. It's a game of rugby. We're rep- representing Cardiff. Every time we go out there, we do our best. And, you know, there's lots of boys who would love to be playing in this, in this game in a hotel room. And we've got to try and do them justice, I suppose, and, you know, just, just do as well as we can and make sure that as many of them as possible can't get back in the team when, uh, when they get back. Yeah, I suppose justice was the better word. What are these European games like Saturday afternoon, Bouncing Arms Park? It's been a while, to be honest, um, since I've uh, experienced one. But probably some of the best memories you have are of Europe, particularly for us over the last couple of years, have been European weekends. Um, so I, I still get people coming up to me talking about the um, the semi-final against Pau. We had at home, it was a Saturday afternoon, it was boiling hot, the stands were full, there were superstars on both teams. So it'll be similar on the weekend. We've still got some some stardust across our team. Probably well documented how how good Toulouse are as well. So yeah, hopefully it can uh, the spectacle can can live up to the the billing really. One of the nice things is watching you walking off the pitch and training, chatting to Alex Mann. Just he's obviously succeeded you as under twenties captain. I was wondering how much you knew about him before and what sort of things you were saying to him. I'm just asking him questions. He's teaching me things as we're as we're walking off. He's obviously a very talented youngster. He's confident, which I like. He asks lots of. He's not afraid to ask lots of questions, and he's learning. He's an athlete, which you know is always a, a good start. But yeah, just just around the little the little details, really. Particularly coming in this week, you know, learning that maybe a slightly different attacking structure. Just sort of why we do it. It's easier to do things on the run if you understand why you're doing them. He's good at sort of asking the right questions, and once he can understand why that we're trying to do things, what we're trying to get out of the, the moves, and what we're trying to how we're trying to manip- manipulate defenders, then it's it's easier to do. But yeah, he's he's been good. Like he looks impressive. You, know, you see glimpses of people in training and you think, you know, they've they look like they've got it. And then it's just seeing that translate onto the onto the pitch in a match then. Rugby gods have chucked a few things at you, and this could be worse if you've been out in South Africa. But just wondering where this this ranks for you in your last few years of highs and lows. For me personally, it hasn't been too bad. But yeah, the I feel for the boys out there, particularly the you know, the ones who've who've got young kids or and families at home. Some of the other boys have, have sort of not, not too bothered. I think a couple of them have got their, got their PlayStations and Xboxes with them. So they, they're just doing exactly what they would be doing at home, just in a hotel room instead. But yeah, look, it's not it's not ideal for anyone, is it? It's been tough for everyone. And I think isolating in when we all had to sort of lock down and isolating at home was, was bad enough. But to do that in a in a hotel room um on your own, yeah, is is grim. From the moment you knew that the boys in South Africa wouldn't be available, did you always personally think this game would go ahead? What was the, your kind of thought on it? We had no idea, to be honest, because, like I said, with the uncertainty around the sort of return flight and what the quarantine protocol looked like, we had no idea. 
the international boys had a sort of a down week and then back in for a regeneration and rehab conditioning week last week. Towards the tail end of last week, then it was sort of right, boys, we're going to play the game. We're going to see if we can get a team together, but we're going to do everything we can to get it on. Um, so once that was sort of communicated to us, we just sort of had a look around. And like I said, we've got some quality players playing. So it's not something they'll be daunted by. It's just, like I said, it's our job, maybe a little bit more responsibility to get the other players up to speed and allow them to do what they can, really, and put on a show for everyone who's going to come and watch and who has supported us and will be supporting us again on the weekend. Could be quite a special atmosphere on Saturday, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, no, Realistically, we were underdogs when this fixture was announced, if we're being honest with ourselves. So with all the situation that's going on, the pressure's off us completely. And we'll go out and we'll try and get the ball to our star players and see what they can do. And we'll be trying to score some tries. We'll see what happens. Rugby can be a, well, sport in general is, is strange sometimes. Doesn't always play out as it should. So, look, we're looking forward to it. One of those players looking forward to a potential big chance is wing Theo Cabango. Brother Ben is a Swansea and Wales football player. 19-year-old Theo is looking to make his way in rugby. Before the situation of the last couple of weeks, he spoke to Rob Cole. So, Theo, you've had an interesting couple of years. You've missed out on the under-20s because of COVID. But you're into a Cardiff team and you're playing Premiership rugby. What's it been like? It's been crazy, really, because I've obviously missed out a few opportunities. But now I've had the chance to come back with a good, strong squad. Cup Cities, dream come true, really. But, yeah, it's a really good squad. And playing with Dan Fish, it's just like, oh, wow, knows everything about the game, really. Just doesn't stop talking, so it makes everything easier. So it's been a really good opportunity for me to at least play rugby, because I haven't played rugby properly for the last two years, maybe. So, yeah, it's been really good. And it was nice to have a debut, and I already had a nice little try. So... Just got to keep improving now and just try and uh, take every win for the game. Well, I think it's about 18 months or two years ago I saw you play for Glantarv against Wichich. Yeah. Trinza's on one side, you're playing on the other wing. I mean, and look at the pair of you now, you're flying high. I know, yeah. I just got to try and get to the same level as him now, really, which is a bit of a challenge, but hopefully I'll get there one day. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be nice to play the same team with him again or maybe even against him yeah. sometime. But yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, yeah, good chance. But the great thing is there's a pathway for you, you're coming through, and, and I guess this Cardiff team in the Premiership is a bit like a finishing school for you, is it? No, yeah, definitely, because remember when I was younger we used to have meetings about how there's only like 2% going to make it professional, stuff like that, so just to, to come where I have, I'm really, yeah, really honoured and proud of what I've done so far, but yeah, it's a lot more for me to come from, yes. and uh, definitely a long way to go, but still a step closer, definitely Cardiff I've seen, it's a good achievement for me, really, but yeah, I just want to kick on and get yeah. further. And playing for your hometown team is always great, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, make everyone proud, get all my family down here to watch, and especially the Cardiff Park, such a good stadium. Yes. And it's always had a good crowd there, so yeah, it's been brilliant. So you, Jacob Beatham talked about playing with Fishy the other day and how he sees things so much. Do you understand a word he says? Or? Uh, bits and bobs, no, you know. Yeah, it doesn't has a, definitely has a weird way of talking, but yeah, he's such a great uh, man to play with because he just makes everything, it's weird because it's like such a fast game and he just makes, somehow makes it all slow down. I remember just against playing uh, against Ponty, he just ran through everyone and you just think how the hell this does it. He's not exactly the fastest man, but the way he does stuff is sometimes incredible, but yeah, he's such a good man to work with. And, and that yeah. encapsulates the beauty of the premiership. It really it's does, where so. someone like you is aspiring can learn off the old pro coming down. Yeah. 
you listen, you learn, you put it into practice. Yeah, exactly. Because we've got me, Jake, some uh, quite young backline, to be honest. And then you get the mixture of the forwards, some older blokes, and like Dan Fish, just like the veteran sorts of game sort of thing. So, yeah, it's just great to learn from everyone and playing against different teams, different ages and all that. So, yeah, it's brilliant. Don't, don't give up the captain and say he's one of the older blokes. Okay? I know, yeah. No, no, don't be that brave. Don't be that brave. <laughs> a bit too big for me as well. <laughs> so, the, the, there's a problem in the household now. Where do they go every Saturday? I know, it's a bit of a miss, Max. you got to just, mum comes to watch me sometimes, sometimes it's dad, and then grandparents are splitting. But, yeah, we, we, we make it work. Yeah. And then sometimes on a Friday game, I'll try and go watch him Saturday. So, yeah, yeah. it's quite nice. It keeps us on our toes, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's done incredibly well, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, we're all so proud of him. You yeah. know, he's, he's still got a long way to go, but he's done so much already. Yes. I mean, yeah, so he's definitely going to have a great career ahead of him. And yeah. Yeah, I'm so proud of him, yeah. And does that urge you on? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like an extra boost, really, because I just want to get the same love he's done. And it's just a great example as well of what you can do with, like, determination and passion in the sport. So, yeah, yeah definitely. So what happens on Derby Day? That's a good day. That's a rough day, but yeah. I don't know, since uh, I never really sport down in football, but now all of a sudden you start playing. I've been, uh, yeah. I've been more of a Swansea book, to be honest. Even some people hate me for it, but yeah, definitely Swansea. Enough about him. As you say, coming back to, to Chris Chunza and, and some of the, uh, you know, Louis Rizamet and people like that who come through at such a young age, yeah. that must be a great inspiration for you. Oh yeah, definitely. Just like if they can do it, why can't I and sort yeah. of stuff. But just training with Chris and even watching him, it's just like... Yeah, we used to be more friends when I was younger now and yeah, just so proud of him what he's done and what he's achieved and again it just shows what hard work and a bit of talent and a bit of dedication what I can get you to because yeah, he's such a great prospect for the game and yeah, he's such a good lad and like do exam it that pace and then where he is now is just incredible, all these British lines, Ireland Lion, like it's yeah, it's amazing. So well, it has yeah. it you're a bit quicker than he is. Oh, I don't know. We'll have to put it to the test. <laughs> well, he, he turns up at Gloucester and challenges Johnny May. Yeah. So if he does turn up here next season, as is being predicted, you should be the first one to say, come on, son, let's see what you've got. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely have yeah. I'll give it a go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Good to find out. Yeah. I just wondered also, how much are you training up with the senior squad? Yeah, so I've recently been having a few sessions with them, so that's been good. Definitely like an eye-opener, just yeah. the way they work and the way they talk. Just literally is, when you're young, everyone always says, oh, chat is the most important thing, stuff like that. But when you finally experience it and like, notice how big it is, how important it is, then yeah, it's massive. And just been a really good experience for me, because yeah, it's the first time I've really trained with them, and yeah, it's been fantastic. Do you stand side by side with Josh Adams and say, oh, I've got a little bit to go here on the show? <laughs> well, unfortunately, he hasn't been yet, but I've been next to Halloween, and he's definitely... Uh, He's got some, oh yeah, he's big, he's big, but then, uh, yeah, I feel quite good next to Matthew Morgan, it's a bit better. <laughs> More my size, but yeah, definitely, yeah, I've, got, I've definitely got a bit of way to go. Yeah. But I, I think it's got a welcoming environment now, isn't it? And uh, they see the value of the young kids coming through. Oh yeah, no, definitely, it's just like, I was, even when we have a food, you know, we, one day you're in the academy, next day you're sitting next to Hannah uh, Moss, like he's been through everything, been Wales and you're just having a chat with them over food and stuff like that so yeah it's definitely brilliant and yeah it's just nice watching all the youngsters coming up with me as well and just other people I've trained with in the past and now we're there seniors together so yeah it's definitely, definitely so is, is there room for that Welsh rugby shirt alongside the football shirt oh, uh, yeah. in the house yeah yeah definitely there's plenty of room yeah we make sure of that he's got one shirt on one side of the halls one space for me just waiting there yeah listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So, Theo Cabango is talking there at the launch of the Indigo Group Premiership and his emergence and the events of this week shows the importance of that competition in providing and developing players for the top level. 
A chance now to hear from a couple more of the Indigo Group Premiership clubs speaking at that launch event. Tyra Morris, Newport Rugby. So the cup competition's been quite good for you. What sort of shape are you in? Um, yeah, I think it's been really good. Beginning of the season, we spoke about possibly rotating and using it as an extended pre-season to go into the league. I think the players then themselves decided, you know, it's an opportunity to go and play down the Millennium. So, you know, we wanted to go on and, and really push for it. So, yeah, we're in a good position. We're, I know it sounds a little bit cliche, but we do take each game as it comes and we're just rolling through exactly what the players and, and the coaching management have aimed for beginning of the competition. You'll obviously want to take that form into the league season. Is it going to be different in some way or simply just roll on? Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be different. The um, competition in the West side with Abraham and Lamdovery, Kamada, they offer different challenges for us. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit different challenges, definitely. What's been the key over the last 18 months to put you where you are now? I would probably say around the recruitment. I think, to be honest, it's been slightly different this year. We've gone out and targeted players that suited the way we want to play. Bringing the likes of Ben Roach, Dav um, Smith, Cameron Lewis, Wales Sevens guys allowed us to play that expansive rugby. So, yeah, I would say the recruitment side of things. You know, those guys have come in as well as, well as making Matt captain. They've driven standards really high. The mediocrity, you know, they just haven't accepted, either from our coaching or from the players within the environment. And, yeah, it's really driven us on to be at the top at the moment. How did the recruitment process work over the last 20-odd uh, oh, months? Well, I've been... had plenty of time to, <laughs> to, to look around and speak to players. It's very much about, you know, who you know, contacts and things. And unfortunately, our Wales Sevens, you know, didn't really... Well, you know, they had to roll it aside. Hopefully, they're going to pick it back up, what I'm hearing. But those guys, a lot of them are ex-professionals, and I was keen on, on getting those type of players in, in my environment, really. You've named a few names. Who else should we be looking for in a Newport jersey this season? I think the young kids have really, really come on this year. We've got a good balance with uh, a lot of the senior guys who have got a few hundred caps in, in their belt. But um, players like Will Reed who've, who've stepped down from the academy. Ollie Andrew is another one. They've been exceptional. Yeah, Ben Roach has been by far one of our best players at the moment. He's been fabulous at, in the back row. But um, yeah, I'd look forward to seeing how far Will Reed and Ollie go, especially with the Wales 20s coming up. Stephen Jones, Bridgend RFC. What shape of Bridgend then? The whole point of this cup competition is to get a restart. So I think we've gone through some like 45 players so far. And like we predicted, we've got lots of bumps and bruises, lots of injuries, which I probably we're going to get after the COVID break anyway. So we're in good nick as long as we can get those boys on the field, you know. Was it the effort to try and keep it as a time warp and just try and keep everybody fresh or was it to try and develop and change? Uh, so, it's a mixture of quite a few because you're trying to bring new players into the club to have a look at them. You've got boys who've been away for two years. So some of the tall, skinny ones didn't come back tall and skinny and some of the short, fat ones didn't come back short and fat, you know. So it's, uh, it's just to see where we are. Give us a couple of weeks to play, to find out where we are as a squad. And I'll say, are we going to pick bumps and bruises, which we have? So we're bringing more players in again. We're working well with the Ospreys as using that development pathway as well to give a lot of the youngsters game time as well, uh, which is difficult when you're looking to juggle your squad as well. But um, no, I think the cup competition will be really good, but I think this league is what we what everybody's aiming for, to be honest. You know, Lack of relegation, does that change your perspective in some way? Uh, not really, because like every game you want to win, don't you? So it, there's less pressure on if you did become bottom, but I don't think the intensity is going to drop at all. Like, yeah, we still want to win every game. Who are the players we should be looking out for in a Bridgend jersey this season? Oh, there's a few. Um, Ed Howley, the 15, we brought in from Cardiff IRC, is, is a quality player. 
there's about three or four boys who are really stepping up to the plate for us this year, you know. And then you've got some of the youngsters coming through from the Ospreys, like Morgan Strong, who's a local boy, to give him game time to see where he is. And he, he's been superb for us when he has played. And finally, if the Premiership's going to get to greater levels, you need the experience of the coaching side of it as well. There's an awful lot of people like yourself in the room with that first-class experience that they can bring to this level. Yeah, it's, it's massive. As you said, it's, it's not just the players, it's the coaches, it's the referees, it's everybody associated with the game, you know. And it's just that pathway up the top of the level, isn't it? You know, and it's, uh, I think it's great for everybody, uh, but it's the fact that we need to know where this premiership is going and what it's for. And then I think we can all sit down, knuckle down and we'll work together instead of pulling in different directions. So, certainly some interesting views throughout this Welsh Rugby Union podcast. More reaction next week, of course. But until then, goodbye. <laughs>